Bills fans, welcome back to the Old New York Mafia podcast. This might be the most depressed fucking podcast that will happen all year. I'm going to sit. I'm I'm going to make it a note to sit a foot or two away from the microphone this episode. It's Wednesday. The game happened fucking Monday. And unless you are Helen Keller, you saw what happened or heard what happened. And I was going to record this Tuesday. And I wanted to have an instant reaction, how I felt. I was at work all day. And I didn't I didn't get over it until at least I worked till three o'clock. I didn't get over it till about one, twelve thirty one, when I realized, okay, let's let's slow down. That football game had me what's the word? Not distraught. But out of my own frame, I couldn't believe what the fuck we witnessed on Monday Night Football. And I was going to just come home, you know, do the, the, the triple S shit shower shave, eat some food, sit down and record. And I, I thought all day about what I was going to say and how I was going to word it and how I felt because I know exactly how I felt instantly about the game. And I was going to come on here and say some shit that should have thrown me in jail for. Like, I was going to be absurd. And I just realized I was sitting at lunch. I'm like, this is not the day to do this. I was going to come out here slandering the Patricia Allen Fund. I was going to go fucking ballistic. And I realized that that was wrong. And I maybe I just needed one more day just to fucking keel out. So I did that. I don't want to get amped up. And I'm going to try not to because I'm I'm getting over it. But my god, that football game had me distraught. And I think it had everybody else in Buffalo distraught and I don't I don't, I don't think there's a person who's a fan of the Bills in this nation or the world or the fucking time continuum that wasn't astonished on what we saw. And it, it, today I just want to just go over what happened, how the fuck I feel without losing my mind. And then just briefly go over next week's game against the Raiders cuz that that's what we got to look forward to. As as the Buffalo Bills as the team needs to look forward to, as the coaching staff, as fans, we just got to fucking forget this. Cuz this hurt everybody equally. The only person I wish this to hurt more on is Josh Allen. And there's not a football critic. There's not an analyst. There's not a coach. There's not a player that can watch that game all the way through and say that wasn't all Josh Allen's fault. Uh, Josh Allen knows it. Coaching staff knows it. The players know it. Fans know it. The world knows it. I'm not going to go over how Josh Allen sucked. And like even in the biggest moment of the game where they they come back and they really get a chance and their defense is holding, he just drops the ball. The first interception, long punt. Forget about it. The other two, inexcusable. The fumble, inexcusable. How big are Josh Allen's hands? And you know, I'm actually I don't like to do that. I, I want to be prepared for these podcasts. Every every note I need prepared or every thought I have in my head prepared, but I don't know how big Josh Allen's hands are. And I'm looking that up. How big are Josh Allen's fucking hands? 10 and an eighth inches, 10 and an eighth inches. And you drop the fucking football right out of your big burly fucking bear mitts and just give them the game. We know Josh Allen sucked. I'm not going to stay on it. I love Josh Allen, and I'm the first to praise him when things go well. And I think that goes for everybody in Buffalo. We're all the first to immediately go sucking Josh's ween when things go great. But this was the lowest it has ever been. It's, It was just bad. And let's just forget about that. Because aside from Josh Allen, this football team won that game. They played great offensively. All of our playmakers were making fantastic plays. All of our rookies looked fantastic. 
I want to even say Bernard on the defense looked good. We'll get there when we get there. But this team played good. The team won the game. Josh Allen, he's the only quarterback ever to just walk into a game at the biggest stage against the, the number one team of the offseason and just go, nah, I'm not up for it today. I don't really care. I'd rather play catch with the guys in the green jerseys and just throw the fucking game away. And that's what he did. And it's a, it's a damn shame because this entire team, the new additions played great and they fit well. The offensive line looked good against a stout defense. And, and I've seen some minor criticisms against the Jets because they're saying they're like the 85 Bears defense. And some people, like most people are understanding and people that know football get that they kind of are like that defense. They have that mold. But there's some people who don't think that for some reason. This defense with the Buffalo Bills offense or fuck that. No, not the Buffalo Bills offense. We'll say the 2020 Bills offense or 2021 is a, a Super Bowl champion back to back to back years. Like that defense with a good offense is easily it, it fuck the offense. I think it's the best defense in the NFL. I really do. And they're they're built great. They're built to stop Guys like Josh Allen and these new molds of quarterbacks who can run and pass, and they don't give up a lot on long. They don't give up big plays. If you're going to beat them, you're going to beat them chippy and underneath. Uh, they're not going to let up the big shot, and that's all we were. That's all Josh was aiming at was hitting that big shot downfield, whether it was triple, doubled, or single covered. He's just bombing it, and they played great. But I think our offense did what needed to be done to beat them. And again, Josh didn't do that. I thought our rookies on offense looked outstanding. I thought Osiris, Osiris Torrance, Osiris Torrance, Jesus, his name is ridiculous. I thought the new guard looked great. I thought he played well. I thought he was stout in pass protection. And even in run blocking, I mean, that's a tough D-line. And he, I didn't see any moments where he cracked. Like it, and it was noticeable that he was getting beat, you know, back-to-back-to-back plays. He, he held his ground. And I was, I'm proud of how Torrance played. He did a really good job. And on the receiving end, Kincaid looked nice. He wasn't crazy involved, but... If you watch the game, I want to say it was in like the second quarter, the Bills said they were going to run more two tight end sets, and that stayed true in this game. They ran a specific play where they had Knox on the line next to the tackle in a three-point stance, and Kincaid next to him stood up in a regular receiver two-point. And then Gabe Davis and Diggs on the outside and slot, they kind of interswapped that. They ran that play five, or formation, excuse me, five plays in a row. And they did all right. And they ran the ball out of it. They passed the ball out of it. They did a good job. And I like that formation. I like that uh, the Bills aimed to get Kincaid on the field. He wasn't crazy involved, but he was there. He got a couple of catches. Like I think it was like four catches. Not bad. That's a That's a good start. That's way to... To get him implemented early and not just throw everything at him. People are like, he's going to get 10 catches in the first game, 120 yards. This isn't Utah. And this is the first game of his career. I think it was solid. And he played good. And he fought for yards. He was blocking downfield. There was a play where Knox caught a ball in the flat. He got ran out of bounds. But you just see Kincaid come from upfield. He just running back down and just like a fucking missile. Just pops a linebacker in the back. And it, realistically, it didn't mean anything. He didn't need to do that. But I like to see that. I like to see that a rookie's confident enough to go and lay a hit in the game, especially a tight end or receiver. You know, not not a linebacker whose so main job is to be a force on the field physically. I like seeing that from Kincaid. I did. And I thought he played really good, and I thought Torrance played good. 
And then the defense just, they, they stood the test the whole game. Every time they got on the ball for this play, that play, whatever, pass play, run play, play action, they were there and they were outstanding. Milano's an animal. We know Milano's an animal. I'm not going to sit here and just go on a Milano rant because I could. He played a great game. But what about Leonard Floyd? What about that new defensive end from Los Angeles? I thought he looked great. I thought that he had sustained pressure throughout the entire game. I thought I have criticisms about later in the game, not with him specifically, but we'll get there. But I loved how Leonard Floyd played in this game. And he is a perfect replacement for what our situation is with Von Miller being out. He is the best guy to have. And at the moment, I'm going to say he was our best free agent signing just based off of what we saw week one. Easily the best free agent signing. It was needed. We knew that Lawson wasn't going to do shit. We didn't expect anything out of Basham. That's why he's gone. So we needed something while Vaughn is out. And we got the perfect replacement. And Rousseau on the other edge, too. It doesn't, it doesn't show. And, and people won't immediately think that, especially people that just go and look at stats. They're not going to see what Rousseau's impact was, but in the run game, fantastic. Played his gap, and he was he sounded his assignment the whole night. And I was very happy with how Rousseau played. And I'm one of them people that's huge on a Rousseau breakout this year. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, you know, we're going to give it time, and especially once Vaughn gets back and he starts getting a lot more one-on-ones with them tackles. And, and not even to mention, Mario Addison played an all right game, but he got his fat ass running on the edge of the offensive line. They ran a stunt with, I want to say, Leonard Floyd. If you don't know what a stunt is, it's where, you know, the, the edge rusher will usually take the outside of the offensive line as his assignment or the D gap the C gap and control that and make sure he's there for that. And the you know interior linemen will take the A or the B gap. And a stunt is where that edge rusher and the defensive tackle will kind of crisscross and the edge will take that A or B gap. And then you know the defensive tackle gets outside to the C or the D gap on, on the edges of the offensive line. And Mario Edison got going, but I liked seeing a stunt on our defensive line. And that's something that's not like incredibly groundbreaking, especially in the NFL. But with the Bills' defense, which has been pretty vanilla for a lot of years, I liked seeing that variation. And to double off of that, I thought that our pressure in the game was outstanding. And we didn't even blitz a lot. Like the whole offseason, we're talking about how McDermott's going to blitz all the time. We were not blitzing that much. I think they blitzed like, on like three or four of like the 26 pass plays or whatever it was for New York, New Jersey, fuck them, New Jersey. And we still sustain pressure and fuck their quarterbacks up. And now what? We're almost 15 minutes into this podcast and I haven't even brought up how hysterical. Hold on. Knock on wood. Because I did that to myself. I did this to myself during the game. When Aaron Rodgers went down after those first couple shit plays where they did nothing and his offensive line screwed him, I lost my fucking mind. I was laughing so hard. And let me tell you, like, I said this in the last episode, I'm extremely superstitious, especially with Bills football. And especially with injuries. And I remember... Recently, probably a couple weeks before the season started, I was talking to my uncle and he said, yeah, did you see this guy's out for the year with an ACL or whatever the injury was? I'm like, yeah, I did see that. That really stinks for them. And he goes, ah, fuck them anyways. Or, you know, he's just like, well, whatever, you know, good. I said, don't you ever fucking say that to me again. This is a guy who's pivotal in my life, who has known me since I was an infant. I looked at him, I said, don't you fucking talk to me like that. Don't. I dislike when people laugh at injuries because I feel like it's bad karma. It's bad juju. 
when Aaron Rodgers got injured, I, I, I belly laughed. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. The way that when he got injured, he stood up and he just kind of stood there and just kind of soaked it all in for a second. He was like, yep, it, I'm done. I can't go. And just sat down and laid back. I knew he was done. I didn't know what the injury was. I'm not going to be like one of them Twitter doctors that immediately hit on hit on X or whatever the fuck the name of the app is now. Follow the old New York on X, the old New York underscore. But I, I, I'm not going to say I'm one of those doctors that did that because I, I didn't know. But I knew it was bad. Like nobody just pops a squat on the field like that. And I had a ball. Like just with, with all the hype into the season and all the hard knocks and they look so good. Garrett Wilson's going to be great with Rodgers. They got this connection. And it just, nothing came out of Aaron They didn't get one yard of offense with Aaron Rodgers. Not one. They didn't even get to see a completion. When he ran out of the tunnel with the American flag, the place went bonanza. They went nuts. And they didn't even get one completion. And then they, after he gets carted out, they just start showing the faces of these New Jersey Jet fans. Just depressed. So depressed. I'm staying, I was making jokes. I was saying there was going to be more deaths that night in New York than there was on 9-11. I thought that. I thought they were done. I was guaranteeing the game for us. We're going to win. We're going to win. And look at the position we're in right now. And I know that there's probably a million other people who did the same shit. But since I did it, I feel like I did this to the team. I don't have a helmet or shoulder pads, but I let my dogs down. And I'm upset about it because I don't do that. And I make it a point not to do that. And I did. And it happened. Like it always happens. It's just weird how the way the world works. But by any means, Rodgers is out with an Achilles. And though, fuck the New Jersey Jet fans, and I don't give a shit about them, I do feel bad. This was it. This was like the big one. And if this, if there's one team in any sport that just can't have anything, it's it's the New York Jet fans. It's always them. And it, like we think we have it bad. We're great. Like at least we win in the regular season. They haven't had a good quarterback since Namath, and he sucked. People don't want to bring that up. Like he brought him the Super Bowl, but he was an interception machine. Namath was nothing to call home about. He got saved by a decent run game. The New Jersey Jet fans are always in the worst pits of the NFL. And I, I do feel slightly bad, but fuck them. Fuck them. They're in the AFC East. They're the, they're the enemy. And I said it before. I love the New Jersey Jets. I love the way they look going into the season. I thought they were a cool team. I thought they had potential to really make a run. And I know that they're the enemy, but I, I, I'm a football fan. I see something I like. I'm not going to sit here and just deprive myself of liking it. So, at the end of the day, I do feel bad for New Jersey. I'm sorry. Please, Karma, don't ever hit me like this again. They just, like, I said that, and they could have done anything. They could have, you know, had somebody get injured on our team. They could have had the team play bad that night. They just decided to take all football skill out of Josh Allen's body for the night and just replaced him with some guy who plays Madden and got ranked in the top thousand and thinks he's the shit and just throws interceptions all the time. And they just put that guy's soul into Josh Allen's body and let him run around for a little while. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Rodgers is out. I just can't believe I got this far into this without saying anything. There's nothing to, to say. He's out for the year, and we'll see if he comes back. I hope he can, but, you know, he's an older guy, and... Who knows if he's going to put himself through that, but I think he will. But boy, would it would be funny if he just retires after this. And he's just like, you know what? Maybe the ayahuasca was telling me this is it. The universe was telling me this is it, and I got to quit. 
So that would be funny, but I there's no way he doesn't come back in my mind. Anyways, defense played great. I thought the edge rushers played great. I thought our defensive line had pressure all night. I also think our secondary looked sound. I think they look good. And Poyer, Poyer had a couple of moments in this game that were kind of not shitty, but just like not him. And it's the first game of the year. He'll figure it out. He's an all-pro, all-pro Poe. We love him um, and his wife. But, you know, he'll figure it out. Then also Taylor Rapp, uh, we, we figured out his role. He's not going to play like that dime uh, safety linebacker corner, whatever you want to call it. He's fitting into Taron Johnson's role. And that's where they worked him in on the defense. And to be honest, I didn't, I thought he played like shit. I didn't see anything I liked out of him. I saw him get bullied in the box. When you're, when you're on that front seven, the linebackers and them defensive linemen, you have to be a big dude and Taylor Rapp's not huge. And he got bullied by bigger guys. Uh, and Taron Johnson has played that role now for a while, and he's extremely physical, and he's not the biggest guy neither, but he knows what he's doing. That's not what Taylor Rapp did in Los Angeles, and I think that the the way they tried to fit him into Taron's role, it just didn't work. Uh, I, I hope that they can find some more use for him. I hope they use him more on passing downs. Hell, I'd rather have Taron there. What the fuck am I talking about? No, I don't give a shit. I didn't like how it looked. Uh, he might be better on the bench or only when Taron needs a break, not rotating him out to try and give the defense some help or the offense a different look. I just, I didn't like it. I, I appreciate Taron in his spot and I want him there and I want him to retire a bill. Then we get to Terrell Bernard who looked good. Also, I thought he looked really, really good. Uh, he was flying to the ball. He was commanding the defense there. I, I heard criticisms from my guy, Joe Marino, check him out, Lockdown Bills, um, about the 83-yard run that Brees Hall had. Thank God, Benny. Benny boy. Thank God he was there to save that, and we'll get to him in a minute. But thank God Benford worked his ass off down the field because that would have been embarrassing. But on that play, we were just misaligned, and we had Trey White commanding two gaps on the outside, and Trey White doesn't tackle running backs. It just doesn't happen, and it didn't happen at all this game, and it's an unfair position. Not, not an unfair position to put him in. He's an NFL All-Pro. He should be able to do this shit, but he just consistently doesn't make those tackles and those plays. We can't put him in that position because we know what will happen. Uh, but apparently, you know, Bernard was commanding the defense. I wasn't sure. I thought Milano would be doing that, but Bernard was commanding the front four linemen, and and calling the shots and fly into the football. They said this dude's athletic, and my gosh, is he athletic. I loved watching Terrell Bernard. It was, it was a pleasant surprise. But I do think he got bullied a lot by Lyman. There was a couple of times where he just got little brothered and just shoved to the ground. And he's not the biggest dude, but he's athletic. He can run, he can, he can chase, and that's what a middle linebacker for the most part, does, obviously. And also, he's really good in coverage. His cover skills were outstanding. And he made, maybe not made plays, but was in position to take plays away from the offense. That's what a defense is. That's the sole purpose of a defense in the NFL. So I was pleasantly surprised with Bernard. I didn't think I'd like it. I didn't like I'd think I'd like him in that spot. Um, it worked. And the defense looked good, and I think he was a weaker point, if not the weakest point out of the starters. But he didn't show that. He didn't play like that. And I liked it. I liked how he played. I appreciated it. Next to Milano, they looked great. They had good synergy and good communication. I liked it a lot. I, I thought he played really well. And then with that, you know, offense and defense both played great. But then Josh Allen was the sole reason we lost this football game. I don't even think there's somebody on the offense I can name that really did anything worse than Josh Allen. I would, mm, he didn't do something worse than Josh Allen. Obviously, Josh Allen was the worst player on the field that night. 
But Spencer Brown didn't look good again. He got, there was a play where he just got drove directly into Josh Allen. Like eight yards back in a drop and just Spencer Brown's ass just smacked into Josh Allen's front side. And he may have got sacked. I don't remember, to be honest. But I, I, I really, I have been criticizing Spencer Brown since he got into the league. I really do not like him. Um, I bet he's a great dude. We saw him chug a beer and everybody liked it, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's the guy to be our tackle. I don't. But I thought that the rest of the offensive line, including him to a degree, the run blocking was great. I thought the run blocking was fan. Fantastic, and I thought we had opportunities to get bigger plays and bigger chunks of yardage with Cook in the backfield running it. And to be honest, I think that if we weren't playing that defense, we would have cracked a couple of 20-plus yard runs. But with the defense being so... Hmm. Disciplined would be the word I'm looking for. Um, and then just fantastic when it comes to their individual assignments or their one eleventh. Um, I I think we could have cracked some 15, 20 yard runs with Cook. And Cook played great aside from that. You know, he he found the gap, he was patient, and when he had the opportunity, he turned on the Jets. And that boy's got a second gear. And that's something we haven't had in a while. And we got, you know, we had Singletary who makes the first guy miss every single time. And that's a great, great trait to have as a running back. It's probably the best trait to have as a running back. But he didn't have that top end speed. And Cook has both of those things. So, and then then we get like Zach Moss. Here's our power back. And that guy's just a fucking dumpster fire of a football player. But he's in Indianapolis. Forget him. That's where we ditch all our bad players like McKenzie. We're just like, oh, bye. Go to Indianapolis. Go play with the the quote-unquote new Josh Allen. Um, But, yeah, I, I liked how Cook played. I think Latavius Murray played well. I think Damian Harris did his job. He was on special teams, too, which is a little surprising, but you need one of them running backs to suck it up and do it, and he did. And I appreciate that from him. Um, And then just the game itself, we, we had them. We had them where we wanted them the whole time. And I I watched last night the press conference with Josh Allen because I just wanted an apology. I wanted to hear this fucker upset. I'm like, just, just say sorry. You know what you did. You know? It's like when two siblings fight. It's like, did you throw a Lego house at her? And it's like, no, you didn't. It's like, shut the fuck up. You threw the Lego house at us, Josh. You threw the football to the other fucking team, Josh. Say sorry. And I'm watching this. And the whole time. And we've seen this little sad Josh Allen face before. And each time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, he feels bad. You know, it's okay. You'll you'll do better next week, little guy. And I want to just pat him on the head like a fucking house dog. And Oh, you little boy. It's okay. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. I'm done with this coddling. I'm done with it from the fans. I'm done with it from the team and the coaches. Fuck that. Josh Allen has lost us plenty of games doing what he did last night. And I I said this. I want to say I said this in the first pod, but if I didn't, I'm saying it now. Josh Allen, every single game, whether it's the best game, and he throws 400 yards and has five touchdowns, one rushing, four through the air, great game. He always has one play where it's just like a rookie mistake, and it's like, what are we doing here, Josh? Well, what was this? Like, everything was great, but there's this one pimple in the middle of your forehead with this game. What is this pimple? Where did this pimple come from? Why is this pimple here? And it always happens. And it happened with that first one, and I did the whole, oh, it's okay, Josh, it's just a punt. It's just a punt. It's okay. And then it happened three more times. And then not to mention, there was a play where he rolled. I I think it was an interception. He rolled to the left, and it was third and eight. And he had the first down. 
He just had to put the football in the fucking armpit of his arm in five points of contact and just run somebody over. Fuck that. Get out of bounds. Slide. Do whatever you got to do. He had the first down. And he just chucked it to fucking Jordan Whitehead for the second time. You had the first down. It's not like you, it's not like you saw a check down and you threw that and you got the first down or, you know, you saw a guy running in front of you, you pointed a block out and you followed him and got your first down. You just threw the ball to the other team. Why? It, it was so simple. And he just didn't do that. And then there was a play somewhere in the third quarter. We're still up 13 to three and it's third and two. And he gets the first down. Like he takes, he rolls to the left again, takes two steps with his long ass fucking six, five giraffe legs, gets the first down and then proceeds to run six more yards. And then when he sees three people, two, I think it was a corner, a safety and a linebacker all right in front of him. What did Josh do? Let's play a little game, Mafia. Let's play a little fucking game. Choice A, Josh slides. Choice B, Josh runs out of bounds. Choice C, Josh lowers his shoulder. Or choice D, Josh jumps directly in the fucking air like Travis Scott into a mosh pit into three fucking defenders and almost kills himself and then gets up and smiles at the camera. What's the answer, Mafia? Do you guys know the answer? Because I, I bubbled mine in. I bubbled it in. And I got black ink. I can't erase this motherfucker. I know what he did. He jumped. He jumped in the fucking air into three people. Three people who are paid millions of dollars to hit people and hurt them or hit them so hard that they drop the football or get injured. And you jump into them like it's a fucking rock concert and you're on Molly. What are you doing, Josh? What the fuck was that? That's when I was done. That's when I stood up throughout the whole third quarter and going into the fourth. I was almost snoozing on my couch. I was almost sleeping. Punt, 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 third and out, punt, third and out, punt. Zach Wilson can't play football correctly. Punt, 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 punt. I was almost sleeping. When that happened, I turned the fuck up. And I got mad. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then he gets up and he's running back to the huddle and he's fucking smiling. He's smiling like he's posing for the Madden cover. No! You don't smile. And then, and, and then it cuts to McDermott, and I love watching McDermott on the sideline losing his fucking mind, tapping his head. Be smart! Be smart! Josh wasn't smart. He chose not to be smart. For God knows what fucking reason. And that all happens. And then he throws a third interception with what, like six minutes left? And then they give him one more chance. And something in my gut told me them fucking New Jersey Jets were going to figure it out. And they get the big run. They get in the red zone. And Zach Wilson lofts a ball up to Garrett Wilson. Let me say first, Tredavious White, perfect coverage. Couldn't have gotten any better. Only thing that could have got better is if he picked it off. But the throw was so bad. The throw was so bad to Garrett Wilson's left hand that was covered by Trey White that he tipped it midair to his right hand and one hand caught it like a prime Odell Beckham and scored a fucking touchdown. The th Zach Wilson did nothing the whole game. And now it's two days later, I'm seeing these memes like, oh, Mahomes, this was his completion percentage. This was Burroughs. This was Allen's. And here's, here's Zach Wilson, and he's 1-0. He did nothing. Zach Wilson didn't win that game for the fucking Jets. The New Jersey Jet football team won it. Everyone except Zach Wilson. He did not play good. He didn't play and any of his, he didn't read his keys correctly. And I'm mad that also in that last drive of the game, our defensive lines, Epinesa, Lawson, Puna Ford, and Tim Settle. Where the fuck is Leonard Floyd? Where's Leonard Floyd? Where's Greg Rousseau? Where's that Oliver that we just paid, what, 60 fucking million dollars to sit on the bench in the biggest moment? 
What the fuck, Buffalo? We just gave them that. That's the reason they ran into the red zone as easy as they did. And then Garrett Wilson saves the day because he's a dog. He is. And he's going to be a great receiver. And I wish the best for him. But at the end of the day, he's a fucking enemy. But nothing, nothing that Zach Wilson did won them that game. So then we got we to gotta strap off. We got to strap our little fucking helmets on and go out and get a field goal. And then we're, we're in position to get a 50-yard field goal. There's like 10 seconds left. All right. We tried a couple of things. We don't have a timeout. Let's just kick the field goal, right? The offense was lining up. I don't know if you remember this, but the offense was on the ball ready to make a play with 10 seconds. Why? Just put T. Schmoney out there. We know who T. Money is. I was pissed. I couldn't believe they were actually contemplating running another play. But then they put Bass out there. And then he hits the fucking post. Oh, my God. When I looked at those refs and they looked at each other, like, well, I guess it went in. They put the hands up. I lost it. I couldn't believe it. The fact that Tyler Bass had the audacity to hit one of the uprights on a field goal on 9-11 is actually crazy. It's actually fucking crazy he had the audacity to do that shit. And the audacity to put all of Buffalo in a coma for 0.8 seconds until we saw that ref's hands go up. Then we get to overtime. In the first play, who fucks up? You want you want to play another multiple choice? Too bad. I don't give a fuck. It was Spencer Brown. Choice A. And choice B, C, and D. Spencer fucking Brown goes offsides in our own territory. First and 15. Nothing. We missed the pass. Second and 15. What? What's Ken Dorsey? What's this offensive mind that's been with Josh Allen for a year, knows what he wants to do, has all of his weapons at his disposal? What does he want to do? He wants to run a fucking draw play. He wants to run James Cook up the middle. And Josh Allen in his press conference, which I didn't even bring up what he said, but I'll get there because I brought it up a little early. Josh Allen said with that play, they were trying to steal a couple yards back. Fuck stealing. We don't need to steal. We, we do need to steal, but that's not the fucking focus. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. We have these receivers. We pay all this money. We got fucking Kincaid. What are we doing? Why aren't we running the ball on second and 15? If it's second and 15 in that exact position in the second quarter, sure. In overtime? In a game that you you shouldn't be in? Ridiculous. And then third play, they do nothing. And then we all know what happened at fourth down. We all know. I'm not even going to bring it up. We know how they won the game. And then if you want to really chuckle, if you really want to get a good laugh, you're having a bad day and you just want to laugh at something, look up that exact punt return and watch Sam Martin try to tackle the returner as he's cutting into the end zone. I'm not even going to tell you what happens. I, this is your homework. Go do that right now as you're listening. And look at Sam Martin just tap his shoulders and just let him walk into the end zone. Fucking disgraceful. <laughs> disgraceful. Disgusting acts of football genocide on that fucking field in New Jersey from the Buffalo Bills. But then in the press conference, you know, they they go to Josh and they said, Josh, you know, I feel like this whole game, you were just one knockout punch away. You were just one score away from putting it away. What what happened with the offense? You know, what where were you guys? And Josh goes, The offense played great in the two minute. We did our jobs. You know, and they did everything we needed to do. But if you realize what I just said and what the reporter just said, and I encourage you to also watch that press conference because it just it just makes you happy seeing him sad when he does some shit like this. The reporter asked, don't you feel like you were one knockout punch away? He doesn't say in the fourth quarter. He doesn't say what his feelings on the offense were in the two-minute drill. 
He said, don't you feel like you were one possession, one touchdown away? And Josh Allen immediately scapegoats back to how the offense played great in the two-minute drill. That wasn't the question, Joshua. That wasn't the fucking question. What happened? The whole the reporter was just laying out a red carpet for Josh to say, I fucked up. Again, like this is this would be like the fourth time you said it in the press conference, but that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that you knew you fucked up, and I want to hear it five more times too. I'm not satisfied. I'm not full yet. I've had two or three nutty buddy bars, but I need a steak and potatoes and asparagus meal of Josh Allen saying he's sorry. Not full yet. And he dodged it, which makes me feel like we saw a really immature Josh Allen that night. Do I think the Bills are in trouble? No. The Bills played great. Do I think Josh Allen needs to fix his shit? Obviously. And and there's no way that I would think about it or no way that the Bills would do it either way of 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 giving rid or excuse me, getting rid of Josh Allen. It's not going to happen. But my god, these games have to stop. These turnovers have to stop. They do. It's ridiculous. It's losing us football games. It's lost us games in the playoffs. Come on. We need to make a change here, Josh. And I hope that whenever the team watches the film, whether it was yesterday, today, tomorrow, or the next, they really just sit Josh down and say, why? There was plays where he threw interceptions and had, there was one where he had digs in the middle of the field, wide open, just sitting there ready. Just waiting on him. And by the way, these receivers were dogging Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner was getting worked last night, or Monday, excuse me. DJ Reed played all right, but I don't think he had the greatest game neither. Sauce was getting exposed by Diggs. Like, we were making plays. And you don't trust your guy? Like, what? What? You're just searching for the big play? Just throw the check down. Just tuck it and run on third and fucking eight. And nobody's around you. Just do the right things. And he needs to refocus. And I, I wish he would have stayed single. I'm saying it now. I wish he would have stayed single. Because he, he was focused. You saw the look in his eyes. And he was like, this is the most focused I've ever been on football in my life. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. We're, we're running Heartbreak Road with Josh Allen this year. Heartbreak City. And then he just goes and starts dating a fucking Avenger or whatever the fuck that broad is. I don't want him dating anyone. I want you to be lonely. I want this to be the only thing you care about. I want the decisions you make in football to be the only thing you care about. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to run his life no shit. But if if it was my world, if I could run it, that's what I would do with Josh Allen. So anyways, we lost. (laughs) If you didn't know, we lost. Uh, So whatever. Game's over with. Let's put it behind us. Because we got the Raiders. And the Raiders are 1-0. And they face the Denver Broncos. And they only won by one. But they're the heads of the AFC West right now. Woohoo! We're going to ride that parade as long as we can. And Jimmy G, he looked alright. I didn't watch the full game. But I saw a fair amount of it. Played good. This is still an offense that's going to back on Josh Jacobs. And rely on the run game. But, I mean, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, those are weapons. He's it, Garoppolo knows Josh McDaniel's offense. He's going to play good. I feel like he's going to be a very standard quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to be anything that's like, oh, my God, look at, look at this, you know, Herbert version of Jimmy Garoppolo or Joe Burrow version. It's going to be very minimal, very standard, but that's what they need to win. And I don't think they're going to win anything crazy in the playoffs or the division, but I think they're a hard team to beat. I think they have good edge rushers. I don't even know if Chandler Jones played, to be honest. I don't know if that motherfucker was allowed in the building again, but I know Max Crosby's still there. He's a dog. Uh, their their defense is okay. I, I do like their defense to an extent. I think there's there's gaps they can be taken advantage of. I don't know how we're going to do that. We'll see. But I mean, 
Crosby and Jones, even if Chandler Jones is playing, that's an elite. Those are elite edge rushers in the NFL. Their their interior defensive line is kind of lacking. Their linebackers are young, but I feel like they're getting better with, with the way I watched the game. I thought their linebackers were okay. I, I'm a huge Trayvon Morick fan. Free safety, I like him. He's a he's a thumper. He comes down, he hits people. I, I like the way he plays. Uh, and I like that Marcus Peters is on this defense. It, it brings an edge. He's a good corner, but I feel like their secondary lacks. That's the number one thing that lacks with their defense is their secondary. And I hope that Josh can make the right decisions this week. I hope he can. And I know our defense, we got to stop Josh Jacobs. We got to stop the run. That was the, the one criticism I have with the defense. At one point in that game, Brees Hall had two rushes for a hundred and what nine yards. Like, really, a hundred and nine yards, and that was at the twelve minute mark in the second quarter. Like, come on! And then he proceeded to do more. <sighs> really. We need to do a little bit more on the run defense, and that's that's been a, a problem with our our team for a while. And then our 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 corners have to play well; they have to play stout. And by the way, I didn't even bring up there was no platoon at corner during the Jets game. It was just Benny Boy, Benford, and White. Kyrie Elam wasn't even like in pads, and and McDermott said that he hasn't been playing consistently, so he's not going to be dressed on game day. So they're they're being hard on Elam, and I like that because he's a young player with potential, but you got to be better. But Benny Boy, I mean, he only let one catch up the whole game. One catch for a guy in his first NFL, well, not his first start technically, but his first week one start saying, this is the guy that we're going to play. Crazy. He's a good player, and I can bring it up every week. That motherfucker's a dog. And I think he's got potential to. He'll definitely lock up Jacoby Myers. I'm putting I'm putting my foot down on that. He will lock up Jacoby Myers. I don't think he'll be on Devontae Adams, but we'll see what happens. And Hunter Renfro, that that boy is a route runner. That'll be a test for a guy like Benford. It will be. And obviously, their tight ends are probably. Hmm, it's not the strongest point of their offense, but it's top three. Austin Hooper, he's been doing it in the league for a while. He's been consistent. And then add a guy like Michael Mayer in this rookie class. And those are some damn good tight ends there. And they're going to make their plays too. I want to say Hooper scored in that in that winning uh, effort over in Denver, which is dope. And I, I like their team. I do. But I think their defensive, or excuse me, their offensive line, slacking. And that's where we really need to step up this game. And our run defense has to play good, but when they do decide to pass, we got to take advantage. We have to take advantage. And we got to keep Leonard Floyd in. He's got to be out there for a lot of the defensive snaps. Like, we can't take him out in the biggest moments. We need to do what needs to be done to win this game because we cannot start off 0-2. And it starts with Josh Allen. But this is going to be a team effort to win this game. Because at the end of the day, the Raiders aren't nothing that pops off the page at you. They're not. But Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, or excuse me, let me not put Hunter Renfro before Devontae Adams in this. Jacobs, Adams, Renfro, Hooper, Mayer, Garoppolo. Those are good playmakers. Those are good skill position players to have on a football team. I do think that their offensive line's a little minimal. But they're going to run the ball. They know what they want to do, and they're going to do what they want to do, whether it works or not. And we have to stop it. We do. And I think with the defense, we have to take advantage of the, the holes in the secondary, and Josh has to make the right reads. He has to slow down and, and do the correct thing. I think he has the ability to do that, but just didn't on Monday. But by any means, I want to say that this game, we're going to come out with a W. 
and I want to say it's not going to be crazy. It might even be something like 21-14. I'm going to say 28-14, Buffalo. (laughs) Josh has to play good. I'm so sniffly. I'm sorry. I've just been fucking inhaling into the mic this entire time, but I'm... These fucking allergies are kicking my ass. I got tears in my eyes. I'm I'm fighting allergies trying to do this podcast, and I'm fighting emotions too, so I I hope you appreciate it. But I think that we can come out of this game with a two-score win, but we have to play perfect football, and that starts with the quarterback. And I'm putting this behind myself, and I want Bills fans to also, because at the end of the day, we know Josh Allen's going to play every fucking game that he can this year. Every game he's available, he's going to be the starting quarterback. We got to hope for the best and hope that he makes the right decision in practice and the right decision in preparation to do the right thing in the game when he's in that situation. And to run the ball when he has the open lane and get down, get down and slide and throw his checkdowns and take what the defense gives him. There's no need to force any of the plays that he forced on Monday night. But I think a 28-14 Bills win is achievable. And I think he will do that. And that's where I want to leave this. Like I said, it's Bills by a billion always. That's the first thing I said after the game. I was screaming, yelling, cussing. My family was like, you're an asshole. I don't care. Fuck them. Go Bills. And then I just walked upstairs and went to bed. And that's how it went. Go Bills. Bills by a million always. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. I hope this is your second week listening to the Mafia Edition and also the full podcast. This is episode number three total, which is awesome. Woohoo. Whipty doo Uh Check out the social socials. Uh, we're on Instagram and we're on X. I'm going to call it Twitter. I don't know how, why the fuck they named it X. I, that's the worst name for an app. Check us out. Uh, it's the old New York underscore. Super simple. Give it a follow. Uh, soon I'm going to have some clips on there. I'm going to start posting clips of the podcast, funny moments. Um, I've been kind of lacking on that this week. And also, if you got a small business, another reminder, if anybody, business or not, if you got t-shirts you sell or you, you got a landscaping company and you're just getting started, you're just mowing lawns, you want some exposure, uh, DM that account. There's also a business email attached to it. Email me. Let's talk. Um, I'm open to anything and it's, it's honestly completely free. So why wouldn't you want free exposure for your business or side gig? It's just dumb. Market correctly and learn to market if you're going to have your own business. Cause that's the most important thing. That's the only way that people are going to find you. Nobody's going to say, Oh, well, I need a landscaping company. Let's go find Jake's brand new landscaping company. Oh, they look, they look like the right guys. It's not going to happen. You can pray upon a star, wish upon a star. It won't. Hit me up. Let me give you free exposure. Like I said, the old New York underscore on Instagram and X, Twitter. Uh, Check it out. Give it a follow. Let's look forward to next week. Let's forget about this. Let's put it behind us. Go Bills. Bills by a billion always. Thank you for tuning in again. We'll see you next week.